Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. I'm Kelly Meyer, and this is Kelly in the Capitol on News Nation. Each week, I'll take you both inside Washington and out of the DC bubble to hear what people are really saying. You've read the headlines, but I'll give you the real story as well as bonus content. Thanks for joining me. This is Kelly in the Capitol on News Nation. Hey guys, we've been monitoring the situation out of the White House on this war in Israel between Israel and Hamas after the attack by Hamas on Israel and then Israel retaliating for that attack and now the ongoing war between those sides. We've been watching each and every detail coming out of the White House over the last week or more. Uh, we didn't actually put out a pod this last week because there were so many developments coming out. Um, but today we wanted to put something out to share with you what we know at this hour and what we've learned over the past week just to kind of get you up to speed, at least in terms of what is happening within the White House and what the message from the Biden administration is here. There is so much information out there, so we just felt it was important to give you an update, at least from what I've been covering at the White House. We've been there each and every day, day in and day out. When I'm not at the White House, we're monitoring it from my home, watching reports coming in, uh, pool reports, uh, the gaggles on board Air Force One, just watching every detail and every update because the situation is fluid and constantly up, uh, being updated as of this hour. When I'm recording this, it's 9 a.m. Eastern in Washington, and President Joe Biden is in Israel uh, for a historic uh, meeting with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Biden visiting during wartime. Uh, it's obviously high risk and uh, the stakes are high here. So let's get you up to speed on what we know, what we've been covering over this last week since this uh, war really broke out um, now several days ago. Uh, the White House obviously monitoring this. We saw President Biden speak out 
and stand by Israel really throughout this, saying that they're going to stand in solidarity, a true friend of Israel, they say. And now we're seeing that in President Biden going there in person, something that the White House says that he wanted to do to make sure that they know that the U.S. stands with them. In the meantime, the U.S. has been surging support. We saw them um, pushing over munitions, not only some that were already in the country, but moving over um, munitions over on last Tuesday. Uh, We also saw the U.S. basically adjusting our force posture in the region. And what that means to them is uh, a message, a warning to not only Hamas, but to Iran, uh, Hezbollah, any other actor looking to get involved in the crisis. Because now what the White House is watching is making sure that this conflict doesn't widen to other parts of the region. Uh, So they are uh, increasing our force posture. So that means they have extended the deployment of the USS Gerald R. Ford in the region, the American Carrier Strike Group, and they also directed the USS Eisenhower to move there with the Ford. Um, That should arrive in the next week or so. So then we would have two carrier strike groups in the region. I want to note right off the bat here for those listening and concerned, obviously, of U.S. potential involvement in this. The White House has made clear that there will be no U.S. boots on the ground in combat in Israel, making that very clear that this is just to uh, act as a sign of deterrence and in no way getting involved. They are very much letting Israel speak for themselves here, uh, especially when it comes to uh, Israel's actions over the last several days. The White House has been asked if they would be asking uh, Israel to delay their ground invasion. Biden's visit to Israel, um, you know, could delay that a bit more. But the White House saying that that is not something they are going to speak to. They aren't going to speak to Israel's military decisions. That is their decision. They are just there, they say, for three reasons. To ask Israel what else they might need in terms of support, how else they could, uh, you know, go to Congress and ask for more assistance to continue to support Israel. Uh, The second is making sure the conflict doesn't widen. And the third is securing the release of those hostages. Uh, There's still 13 at this hour unaccounted for Americans, some hostages. Uh, So they are working to find out where they are, what condition they're in, are they being moved around, what intelligence does Israel have. That's going to be a big conversation as well as just the missing Americans and Americans that are uh, in danger in Gaza about getting them out because as of now there hasn't been a route secured to get Americans and those civilians fleeing these attacks out of Gaza and allowing humanitarian aid to get in as well as the uh, establishment of these safe zones to make sure that civilians are safe uh, in certain areas of Gaza as well. I have to note that Secretary of State Antony Blinken has been working as the White House said incredibly hard over the last several days visiting as far as at this hour really 10 different stops going to Israel twice meeting with Prime Minister Netanyahu for seven and a half hours on Monday into Tuesday uh, announcing that Biden was going to be coming to the region Uh, so there could be some more announcements coming out today I will stress that there may be some more announcements after this podcast has been recorded uh, because the situation is developing so quickly. But again, we wanted to make sure you had all of these details. We'll update this with any um, 
particular sound bites we have from President Biden, especially in regards to his response to that hospital explosion in Gaza. The president did speak to that uh, earlier Wednesday morning. We could play that here. I come to Israel with a single message. You're not alone. You are not alone. As long as the United States stands and we will stand forever, we'll not let you ever be alone. Most importantly, the, uh, I know the recent terrorist assault on the people of this nation has left a deep, deep wound. More than 1,300 innocent Israelis killed, including at least 31 American citizens by the terrorist group Hamas. Hundreds, hundreds of young people at a music festival. The festival was for peace, for peace, gunned down as they ran for their lives. Scores of innocents, from infants to elderly grandparents, Israelis and Americans, taken hostage. Children slaughtered, babies slaughtered, entire families massacred. Rape, beheadings, bodies burned alive. Mosque committed atrocities that recall the worst ravages of ISIS, unleashing pure, unadulterated evil upon the world. There's no rationalizing it, no excusing it. Period. The brutality we saw would have cut deep anywhere in the world. But it cuts deeper here in Israel. October 7th, which was sacred to a sacred Jewish holiday, became the deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. It has brought to the surface painful memories and scars left by millennia of anti-Semitism and the genocide of the Jewish people. The world watched then. It knew and the world did nothing. We will not stand by and do nothing again. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. To those who are living in limbo, waiting desperately to learn the fate of a loved one, especially to families of the hostages, you're not alone. We're working with partners throughout the region, pursuing every avenue to bring home those who are being held captive by Hamas. I can't speak publicly about all the details, but let me assure you, for me, as the American president, there's no higher priority than the release and safe return of all these hostages. To those who are grieving, a child, a parent, a spouse, a sibling, a friend, I know you feel like there's that black hole in the middle of your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it. The survivor's remorse, the anger, the questions of faith in your soul starting at staring at that empty chair, sitting Shiva, the first Sabbath without them. They're the everyday things, the small things that you miss the most. The scent when you open the closet door. The morning coffee you shared together. The bend of his smile, the perfect picture of her laugh. The giggle of your little boy, the baby. For those who have lost loved ones, this is what I know. They'll never be truly gone. There's something that's never fully lost. Your love for them and their love for you. And I promise you, you'll be walking along some days and say, what would she or he want me to do? You smile when you pass a place that reminds you of them. That's when you know. When a smile comes to your lips before a tear to your eye, that's when you know you're going to fully make it. That's what will give you the fortitude to find light in the darkest hours. When terrorists believe they could bring down, bring you down, 
bend your will, break your resolve. But they never did and they never will. Instead, we saw incredible stories of heroism and courage. Israelis taking care of one another. Neighbors forming watch groups to protect their kibbutz. Opening their homes to shelter survivors. Retired soldiers running into danger once again. Civilian medics flying across rescue, flying rescue missions and off-duty medics at the music festival caring for the wounded before becoming, victim, before becoming a victim himself. Volunteers retrieving bodies of the dead so families could bury their loved ones in accordance with Jewish tradition. Reservists leaving behind their families, their honeymoons, their studies abroad without hesitation, and so much more. The state of Israel is born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world. That's why I was born. Long said, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. While it may not feel that way today, Israel must again be a safe place for the Jewish people. And I promise you, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure there will be. 75 years ago, just 11 minutes after its founding, President Harry S. Truman and the United States of America became the first nation to recognize Israel. We've stood by your side ever since. We're going to stand by your side now. My administration was in close touch with your leadership from the first moments of this attack. We're going to make sure we have what you have what you need to protect your people, to defend your nation. For decades, we've ensured Israel's qualitative military edge. And later this week, I'm going to ask the United States Congress for an unprecedented support package for Israel's defense. We're going to keep Iron Dome fully supplied so we can continue standing sentinel over Israeli skies, saving Israeli lives. We've moved U.S. military assets to the region, including positioning the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group in the Eastern Mediterranean with the USS Eisenhower on the way to deter, to defer further aggression against Israel and to prevent this conflict from spreading. The world will know that Israel is, Israel is stronger than ever. And my message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 Since this terrorist attack, terrorist attack took place, We've seen it described as Israel's 9-11. But for a nation the size of Israel, it was like 15 9-11s. The scale may be different, but I'm sure those horrors have tapped into so, some kind of primal feeling in Israel, just like it did and felt in the United States. Shock, pain, rage, an all-consuming rage. I understand and many Americans understand. You can't look at what has happened here to your mothers, your fathers, your grandparents, sons, daughters, children, even babies, and not scream out for justice. Justice must be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. I'm the first U.S. president to visit Israel in time of war. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. 
There's always cost, but it requires being deliberate, it requires asking very hard questions. It requires clarity about the objectives and an honest assessment about whether the path you're on will achieve those objectives. <clears throat> the vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses innocence, innocent families in Gaza as human shields, putting their command centers, their weapons, their communications tunnels in residential areas. Palestinian people are suffering greatly as well. We mourn the loss of innocent Palestinian lives like the entire world. I was outraged and saddened by the enormous loss of life yesterday in the hospital in Gaza. Based on the information we've seen to date, it appears the result of an errant rocket fired by a terrorist group in Gaza. The United States unequivocally stands for the protection of civilian life during conflict. And I grieve, I truly grieve for the families were killed or wounded by this tragedy. The people of Gaza need food, water, medicine, shelter. Today, I asked the Israeli cabinet who I met with for some time this morning to agree to the delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance to civilians in Gaza, based on the understanding that there will be inspections and that the aid should go to civilians, not to Hamas. Israel agreed the humanitarian assistance can begin to move from Egypt to Gaza. Let me be clear, if Hamas diverts or steals the assistance, they will have demonstrated once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the Palestinian people. And it will end. <clears throat> As a practical matter, it will, it will stop the international community from being able to provide this aid. <clears throat> We're working in close cooperation with the government of Egypt, the United Nations and its agencies like the World Program and other partners in the region to get trucks moving across the border as soon as possible. Separately, I ask Israel that the global community demand that the International Red Cross be able to visit hostages. I just demanded that the United States fully, a just demand that the United States fully supports. Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. You are a Jewish state. You are a Jewish state, but you're also a democracy. And like the United States, you don't live by the rules of terrorists. You live by the rule of law. And when conflicts flare, you live by the law of wars. What sets us apart from the terrorists is we believe in the fundamental dignity of every human life. Israeli, Palestinian, Arab, Jew, Muslim, Christian, everyone. You can't give up what makes you who you are. If you give that up, then the terrorists win, and we can never let them win. You know, Israel's a miracle, a triumph of faith and resolve and resilience over impossible pain and loss. Think about October 7th, the Jewish holiday, where you read about the death of Moses, <clears throat> a tragic story of a profound loss to an entire nation, a death that could have left a helpless hopelessness in the hearts of the entire, of entire nation. But though Moses died, his memory, his message, his lessons have lived on for generations of the Jewish people as well as many others. And just as the memory of your loved ones will live on as well. 
After reading the story of Moses' death, those who observed the holiday began reading the Torah from the very beginning. The story of creation reminds us of two things. First, that when we get knocked down, we get back up again, and we begin anew. And second, when we're faced with tragedy and loss, we must go back to the beginning and remember who we are. We are all human beings, creating the image of God with dignity, humanity, and purpose. In the darkness, to be the light unto the world is what we're about. You inspire hope and light for so many around the world. That's what the terrorists seek to destroy. That's what they seek to destroy. Because they live in darkness, but not you, not Israel. Nations of conscience, like the United States and Israel, are not measured solely by the example or power. We're measured by the power of our example. <clears throat> That's why, as hard as it is, we must keep pursuing peace. We must keep pursuing a path so that Israel and the Palestinian people can both live safely, in security, in dignity, and in peace. For me, that means a two-state solution. We must keep working for Israel's greater integration with its neighbors. These attacks have only strengthened my commitment and determination and my will to get that done. I'm here to tell you the terrorists will not win. Freedom will win. So let me end where I began. <clears throat> Israel, you're not alone. The United States stands with you. I've told the story before, and I'll tell it again, of my first meeting with an Israeli prime minister 50 years ago as a young senator. I was sitting across from Golda Meir at her desk in her office, and she had a guy named, a guy who later became prime minister, sitting next to me, just before the 1973 Yom Kippur War. And she flipped the maps up and down, telling me how bad things were and how terrible they were. All of a sudden, she looked at me, and she said, would you like a photograph? I looked at her. She got up from her desk and walked out into that hallway. I think it's marble for him. Walked out in the hallway. We walked out, and there were a bunch of photographers standing in front of us. We were standing shoulder to shoulder. Without her looking at me, she said to me, knowing I'd hear her, why do you look so worried, Senator Biden? And I said, worried? Like, of course I'm worried. And she looked at me, and she didn't look. She said, we don't worry. Senator, we Israelis have a secret weapon. We have nowhere else to go. Well, today, I say to all of Israel, the United States isn't going anywhere either. We're going to stand with you. We'll walk beside you in those dark days. And we'll walk beside you in the good days to come. And they will come. As you say in Hebrew, which I'm not going to attempt to do because I'm such a terrible linguist, I'll say it in English, the people of Israel live. The people of Israel live. <laughs> Israel will be safe, secure, Jewish, and democratic state today, tomorrow, and forever. May God protect all those who work for peace. God save those who are still in harm's way. Thank you very much. Now, the president's trip was cut short uh, in part to the fallout after this 
this explosion. Uh, the summit in Jordan with the Arab leaders was canceled in the wake of that explosion. Um, the president is saying that he is going to speak to those leaders on the way home over a phone call. Um, of course, the White House says that he wanted to meet with them in person, but the Palestinian Authority president said immediately in the aftermath of this explosion, he had to get back to the homeland for an emergency meeting and has the three days of mourning. So out of respect to that, um, Jordan's leaders said that the uh, summit was postponed. So Biden says that he will speak um, to some of those leaders on the way home um, and still work to um, get some of those, as they call deliverables, um, that they hope to get out of that meeting that they were hoping to have in person, but now has moved to a phone call. So we will see what comes out of that as well. We said we would come back if there were updates, and there were plenty of updates. But I want to go back to some of the biggest ones, and that was with President Biden's trip to Israel and, you know, following in the wake of that explosion at the Gaza hospital, saying that U.S. intelligence as well as Israeli intelligence revealed that Israel was not responsible for that blast, while uh, others in the Middle East were blaming Israel for the blast at that hospital explosion Uh in Gaza. So I want to play a little bit from President Biden in Israel that day. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got, a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. Now, since then, we've also learned that two American hostages have been released by Hamas, uh, the president putting out a statement about that on Friday, and Secretary of State Antony Blinken coming out to the podium at the State Department Friday afternoon and sharing the details. He didn't share the condition of those two Americans, a mother and daughter, uh, and he didn't really say what the status or condition was of any of the other American hostages. He just said there are still 11 unaccounted for and that they are going to work and do whatever they can to bring them back home. So we will keep you uh, up to date on the latest of this constantly evolving situation overseas. Thanks for spending some time with me. To see what I'm up to next, make sure you tune in to News Nation. Don't know how to watch us? Go to www.joinnn.com. Pop in your zip code and the channel finder will know just where to find us. But don't forget, we're also on all streamers, Hulu, Roku, YouTube TV, as well as Amazon, Alexa, and Apple CarPlay. Have a story you think I need to know about? Then drop me a note at kmeyer at newsnationnow.com. This is News Nation's Kelly Meyer, and you've been listening to Kelly in the Capitol. <laughs>